Hello everyone, welcome back to my Avoidant Restrictive Food Intake Disorder podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about another controversy involving ARFID. I'm going to be talking about how the disorder is sometimes mistaken for anorexia nervosa. Avoidant Restrictive Food Intake Disorder has loss of symptoms very similar or that are shared with anorexia nervosa. Common signs of anorexia nervosa and ARFID include very slow eating, refusing to eat foods, difficulty eating meals, especially especially in front of people, no growth or delayed in growth, um, underweight and nutritional deficiency. Unlike people with anorexia nervosa, people with ARFID do not worry about their weight or shape or becoming fat. This means that they, do, they don't restrict their diet for the same reason that, that people with anorexia nervosa do. Though two people with these two eating disorders may look the same, the disorders are completely different. ARFID is an eating disorder characterized by the avoidance of food. This happens because of the individual's dislike for a specific texture, smell, and or flavor, not because the person with ARFID is concerned with their weight or the way their body looks. Another shared symptom between anorexia nervosa and ARFID is that individuals will wear layers of clothing to hide their body size. But the difference between both disorders, again, lie in why the person does this. Even though they have a lot of very similar symptoms and signs to look out for, they are very different. People with ARFID do not have a distorted, a distorted body image, and they are not obsessed with their body size. Other similar symptoms in, with these individuals is that they also experience dizziness, fainting, and difficulty concentrating. They might also not heal as fast or as effectively. Their muscles and immune systems will be weaker, and they might experience thinning hair. So keep in mind, this is symptoms that are in common for both. So when you see how many symptoms are similar and how two patients with two different disorders and have the same symptoms and look the same, it might get tricky to distinguish the two. But it is very controversial because this can cause um, a lot of problems for each patient because if, let's say, someone with ARFID is treated as if they have anorexia, they won't be able to get better because they're getting treated for the disorder that is not theirs. So luckily... Even though ARFID is a newly recognized disorder, for the past couple of years, professionals have tried to make sure to learn the most about it. The only thing is that in order to avoid family members or parents of children with ARFID or others who have ARFID to wrongly be misinformed, professionals and people who have ARFID should start teaching and spreading awareness to the public. I had never heard of this disorder before my friend told me that she was diagnosed with ARFID. But she got diagnosed later on in life 
even though she had been struggling with ARFID all of her life. At first, when she was younger, everyone just thought it was picky eating, like the controversy that we spoke about in the last podcast. But then as she got older and she was very underweight, people started questioning and being concerned if she had anorexia nervosa. When I first met her in freshman year of high school, I remember even me asking myself if she was okay because she looked as if she had anorexia nervosa and I thought she might. And then I watched her eat and it was very little amounts of food each time. She would go to the doctors asking for help and they would always think she had anorexia nervosa. She kept going to different doctors and asking for their professional opinion until finally she was told what she had was a newly recognized disorder called Avoidant Restrictive Food Intake Disorder. She had never heard of it before, and she was confused because she was told that it was more common in children. But then she found out that it can last into adulthood because of people being misdiagnosed and the child with ARFID never receiving treatment. I get that every disorder, especially the more well-known ones, have a stereotype. Every time most people see someone very underweight, I think most of the time they wonder, does this person have anorexia nervosa? The controversy of mistaking a disorder for a completely different disorder is very common, especially amongst eating disorders, because eating disorders is one of the few mental illnesses that you can also see very clear physical symptoms, such as being very under underweight. This is also very common because in our society, mental health is considered taboo. People don't like to talk about mental health. Because of this, people and even healthcare professionals will stereotype disorders with the basic information that they have. This is not right, especially when done by a healthcare professional. Children with ARFID can be severely affected by this, even more because if people just think that they have anorexia, then they might get treated for anorexia and not ARFID which is a completely different disorder. If they aren't properly treated, then the child can have ARFID even into adulthood, like my friend. This can cause a lot of stress, especially because when you're older, you tend to deal with lots of parties and a lot of social settings, so they don't like to eat in front of people, and they don't really know how to grasp their disorder as well. I know mental health has become less of, of, of a taboo and it is being talked about more, but we have a long way to go. And not talking about these important disorders and topics can cause unnecessary consequences. So I just want to say thank you so much for listening to my podcast and please, I cannot wait until you guys can listen to my next one. Thank you.